0: Log Talk Radio. Good morning and welcome to another episode of a sound heart radio. I want to give God thanks for this opportunity to meet with his saints and uh, we are indeed thankful for the global outreach of this ministry. It is God's work alone and so we glorify him for what he is doing out through this ministry and what he is doing through you as you listen through the word of God, and as you live out the word that you know. You take the word of God in through the mind or the brain, and then by faith, that word that you take in the mind is uh, transformed by faith into doctrine that is usable, doctrine that uh, provides you with spiritual vitality. So that's the way this works. Now, one can take in a great amount of doctrine intellectually, but not by faith believe that doctrine or the word. And so, therefore, uh, it doesn't help uh, one's spiritual life. But when you take in the word of God by faith and you believe that word blesses your life and you spiritually prosper in Christ. This is normal. This is the normative destiny for the believer. So with that, let us have a word of prayer and we'll begin our study for this morning. Father, in the name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, we give you thanks for this time. We ask to be guided by your spirit, Lord, and we pray that there are no Unconfessed sins in our hearts so that we can prosper from the intake of your word We thank you for the Holy Spirit who is the author of the scriptures And Lord, it is only through the spirit that we are enabled through his enlightenment To receive and understand your word We thank you in the name of Jesus Christ, amen So the name of the study is we can super overcome our spiritual stressors in Christ. We can super overcome. Now, uh, the word stressor, uh, has reference to, uh, an event or a situation, uh, that, uh, impacts our life in a certain way, which uh, has classically been called fight or flight. Now, when you look up the word stress, you may find a great emphasis on the body. Uh, So uh, the definitions point to what stressors do or the result of stressors uh, up on the body, which is very interesting. And I need you to pay careful attention to the language and the way uh, statements are worded with regard to stressors, which are events that eventuate in stress, and uh, stress and uh, the, they main, the main focus is physiological. Uh, there is very little uh, uh, emphasis, if any, given on the spiritual aspect of stressors and stress. So because this uh, message is addressed to the believing community, we take a scriptural look, a biblical look at uh and stress. So I'm going to begin reading I'm, uh, from 1 John chapter 5. 1 John chapter 5, I'm going to read verses 1 through uh, 5 Or 1 John chapter 5. Quote, whosoever believeth that Jesus is the Christ is born of God. Notice the tense of the verb, is born of God state of being verb is born of God this is pivotal to understand because when the believer is attacked by the enemy one of the attacks that may happen against the believer to make he or she doubt salvation once again whosoever believeth that Jesus is the Christ that is the anointing of God is born of God. He is uh, is born out from God. The new birth is pivotal, uh, and so the uh, John makes this very clear. The new birth is the work of the Holy Spirit by which the uh, by which the, uh, the heart of, of the believer is regenerated, that is, born anew or made new through the power of the Spirit of God. He alone does this. He alone does this. Okay? And everyone that loveth him, that begat, loveth him also that is begotten of him. Love is central. John 3.16 For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. So, I love God. I love those who are begotten of God. It is a family. Is the family of God. The emphasis here is on what God has done, what God has produced, and what God does through us. Verse 2, by this we know that we love the children of God when we love God and keep his commandments. Now, John is very clear about that. Okay. It is not merely what an individual says. It is what an individual does. Uh, agape uh, in Greek is a noun of action. Love is action. God so loved. That is, there uh, we know the action of God. We know what God did to demonstrate. God demonstrated his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, those sinners, Christ died for us. This is love. This is the concrete evidence of love. So, verse 3. For this is the love of God, that we keep his commandments. Now, tereo is the, the word here uh for keep it means to uh carefully observe and pass on to others what that which we have received it means to carefully observe put and put into practice and pass on to others that which we have received the bible the biblical materials are very specific about true uh, biblical discipleship, what it involves. Verse uh, verse 3, for this is the love of God that we keep his commandments and his commandments are not grievous. That is, they're not burdensome. Now, uh, in the New Testament we have uh, information about the Pharisee tradition. Uh, there are things we appreciate about the Pharisees in that it is through the Pharisees that we have received uh, the Old Testament documents. So we appreciate that aspect of the Pharisaic tradition. But there is also, uh, we read about the Pharisees' were the militant enemies of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And it was the Sanhedrin Council that was a militant enemy of our Lord, Jesus Christ. It was the Sanhedrin Council who paid Judas uh, to betray the Lord, Jesus. Judas received uh, blood money Uh, that he never spent, but Judas realized, overcome by grief and his conscience, that he had betrayed innocent blood. His deceit led to the outrage of the night trials that our Lord faced. Some believe that Jesus had up to six different trials on the night of his betrayal, Jesus' betrayal led to his arrest, trial, uh, condemnation, and uh, the pre-crucifixion torture and then subsequent crucifixion of our Savior. Verse 4. So, 4. Whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world, and this is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. Or I should read, and this is the victory that overcometh the world, our faith. Again, the emphasis is on result here. For whosoever is born of God, uh, nikao, N-I-K-A-O, is a word that has been transliterated here for overcometh, Nekao. And it is a present participle in the Greek. It means absolutely. It means to carry off the victory. And hence I this is why I have entitled this message, We Can Super Overcome Our Spiritual Stressors in Christ. So our instance is verse four. For whosoever is born of God overcometh the world, and this is the victory that overcometh the world, our faith. Verse 5, who is he that overcometh the world but he that believeth that Jesus is the Son of God? Again, it is the same word overcometh as mechao. We have the same word, mechao. used in John sixteen thirty three. And so I need to read John sixteen thirty-three for you it is a very important verse for our study. So John sixteen thirty-three. So quote These things have I spoken unto you that in me you might have peace. In the world in the cosmic system, you shall have tribulation. You shall have uh, that that word means trouble. It doesn't. Ref, it, the reference here is not to the great tribulation. Okay, this is an old English word. Uh, in the cosmos, you shall have tribulation, but be of good cheer or be uh, be of good, be encouraged. I. I have super overcome the world. I have super overcome the cosmos. Listen to the language. Listen to the syntax. Listen to the structure of the sentence. I have super overcome the cosmos. Now notice the emphasis here uh, that Jesus brings uh, in the cosmos. You show. It, shall, it should read, you, sh, you shall be in tight places. You shall be in tight places. Why? Because we belong to Jesus. We are aliens in the cosmic system. This world, this cosmic system, is not our home. Paul wrote that our potuma, our citizenship is in heaven, our Polatuma. So we have been born anew from God, and so therefore we are no longer out of the cosmos as a source because we have been born anew through the power of the Holy Spirit. Now, the – and so we are – enemies of the cosmic system. And the cosmic system treats us differently. The cosmic system treats us as enemies. Do not be surprised by that. If you read uh, uh, Ephesians 6, Paul tells us about the militant attitude the cosmic system has towards believers. And it is always militant. It is never going to stop. Uh, Now, I have an old book here written by Jesse Penn Lewis in collaboration with Evan Roberts. The title of this old book is War on the Saints. War on the Saints. So the stressors... That believers will face are different from the stressors that those who are not, uh, who do not bo- uh, belong to God, face. So, now this uh, this is a worldly definition, a cosmic definition of stress. Quote: Stress is the body's normal reaction when changes occur. Please note the language. It is pivotal that you note the language. Stress is the body's normal reaction when changes occur. I need you to pay close attention to the language because dark forces, dark powers, okay, paid think tanks, okay, engineer stressors for believers, for not only for believers – but for mankind in general. They are paid uh, to play game theory with your existence and my existence. Understand and appreciate the relentless, malignant, insidious nature of the cosmic system and cosmic forces. Hence, Paul writes, on the armor of God. Because Paul knows where you are. The Holy Spirit knows where we are. Jesus knows where we are. Hence, remember he, Jesus, prayed for his church? He prayed for his church before he went to the cross. stress is the body's normal reaction when changes occur resulting in physical, emotional, and intellectual responses. Please note that the changes that occur are tracked and evaluated. Please note that the physical, emotional, and intellectual responses are tracked and used because this is valuable information. Stress responses help your body. Again, the emphasis is on the body. Stress responses help your body adjust to new situations. Stress can be positive, keeping us alert, motivated and ready to avoid danger. Stress becomes a problem when stressors continue without relief or periods of relaxation. The language is very key that as you think about the language, you get the message. Stressors become a problem or problematic when stressors continue without relief. So, there is the shutdown for the COVID-19 bioweapon, virus, patented, patented. It is a virus not naturally occurring in nature because it has a patent, which means it was engineered. A stressor, it creates stress. So with that, people are told to stay home, mask up. People lost jobs. People are separated from family, friends. They were separated from loved ones at hospitals or loved ones in in homes for the elderly. Stress. You're separated from jobs. Now you have to work at home. Then we add what? We add taxation. We add inflation. High gas prices. Uh, Rent moratoriums have been, uh, you know, are gone now. And People are being faced with eviction notices. And so what do we have? We have stressors that continue without release or periods of relaxation. So long-term or chronic stress means what? The continued activation of the stress response. And what does it do? It causes wear and tear on the body. Notice, on the body, on the body. Physical, emotional, and behavioral symptoms develop. Yes, they sure do. Why is this important? Well, so these are some of, uh, some of the symptoms that occur, or some of the problems. aches and pains. okay? could be global for the person. But notice, these are very subjective because this is what I feel. This is my response to my unique situation. Aches and pains, exhaustion, troubled sleep, headaches, dizziness, high blood pressure, muscle tension, or jaw clenching, stomach or digestive problems, weak immune system. Anxiety or irritability, depression, or panic attacks. Uh, I'm going to leave that, panic uh, attacks, because I want some later show I'm going to go over what that really is. Sadness. And then the unhealthy behaviors include drinking alcohol, gambling, overeating, or developing an eating disorder, smoking, or drug use. And so uh, these are the problematic issues associated with malignant stress. Now, for the believer, uh, we have resources. Now, this, you know, some say, well, see your... Uh, your." Uh, to your counselor or your mental health professional, but you know I was on the mental health board in my community, and I became acquainted with mental health professionals, and I noted their response to uh, this one lady's response when she lost her home, or when you know an individual lost a loved one, or was removed from employment, and where did they go? And so I want you to see that what I know intellectually and what I practice professionally uh, when it comes to me and my unique situation, well, uh, that's, that's different. That's different. And Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane uh, prayed that the cup of the suffering that he was going to face, this incredible, unimaginable stressor in his life, eventuated in what? The capillaries in his forehead were open. And great drops of blood came down because of the unimaginable stress he was under. It doesn't come across in the English, but in the Greek it reads that he would pray and he would get up and then he would throw himself down again and then he would walk around. This was tremendous. This was tremendous. I can't even imagine that scene. The disciples fell asleep. Do you get the sense of their stress? Could you not watch with me? They fell asleep. Paul wrote that I may know him. And Uh, the power of his resurrection, that I may know him, a very very powerful language that I cannot enter into. But this word, uh, nekeo, uh, is used in several Bible verses. I read to you John 16 33. It is used in Romans 12 21, 1 John 2, 13 and 14, 1 John 4.4, 4, 1 John 5.4, which is the uh, the foundation of our study this morning. It is used in Revelation 2.7, Revelation 2.17, Revelation 2.26, Revelation 3.12, Revelation 5.5, 5, Revelation 152, Revelation 21, 7, Nikeo, Absolutely, to carry off a victory. Absolutely. So, uh, now in this book, War on the Saints, under uh, uh, a chapter called called The Perils of Passivity, uh, Ken Lewis and Evan Robbins have these words. Quote. Suffering directly caused by evil spirits may be discriminated from the true fellowship of Christ's suffering. See, there's a doctrine in the New Testament called suffering with, so I'm going to, we're going to study that about at a later date. By a complete absence of result, either in fruit, victory, or ripening in spiritual growth. If carefully observed it will be seen to be entirely purposeless on the other hand, God does nothing without a def- uh, without a definite object he does not delight in causing suffering for the sake of suffering but the devil does the the reason why we are told to crucify the flesh with its affections and lust is because if we don't as believers who are we weaponizing to make war on us? The devil? We hand him the weapons to have victory over our lives. We do not crucify the flesh. God does, no, God does nothing without a definite object. He does not delight in causing suffering for the sake of suffering. But the devil does. I want you to get insight into the malignant nature of the devil. The word devil is an adjective, and it means the one who divides for no reason. The one who divides. He causes suffering. Now, not only uh, we read in the the Gospels about uh, during the public ministry of Jesus, One word that's used for the woman who had the the issue of blood, uh, a curious word is used in the Greek, and the word, it means whip. It was used or scourge, something or a lash, something to to destroy, to hurt, to wound, uh, to lacerate the soul. Uh, I want to use the language as it should be used because I want you to get the uh, what's going on here. Suffering caused by evil spirits is acute and fiendish in its character, and there is no inward witness of the spirit which tells the suffering believer that it is from the hand of God. To a discriminating eye, it can be clearly diagnosed uh, went from an evil spirit as any physical pain can be discriminated from a mental one by a skillful physician. The suffering caused by evil spirits can be, one, spiritual, that is by causing acute suffering in the spirit, injecting feelings to the spirit, repugnant or poignant, two soulish, by acute darkness, confusion, chaos, horror in the mind anguish, knife-like pain in the heart, or other in the most vital parts of the being, or three, physical, in any part of the body. So when you look at stressors and stress from the biblical viewpoint, we see something going on that's very different. How the believer is attacked. How believers are attacked. And why the Bible uh, enjoins us it is indeed, it is a command stated in the imperative that we put on the armor of God. Do not let yourself be open to the enemy and, and his malicious and fiendish attacks upon you because he is highly opportunistic. I want you to look up that word. He is opportunistic. When it comes to creating harm or creating pain, anguish, depression, okay, and a whole host, a host of other problems for believers. But God has made a way for us to experience super victory over the enemy, we can carry off a tremendous victory over the enemy, which wants to create problems for our spiritual life. First John 5, 4, quote, For whatsoever is born of God super overcometh the world or the cosmos. And this is the victory, the mikaio, that overcometh the cosmos, our faith. It comes back to faith. Listen very carefully. Now, this is faith not as an intellectual understanding, but this is faith uh, as is exercised in the cosmic system. Faith looks solely to Christ. I need you to read Hebrews chapter 11. Hebrews 11:1 11, is not a definition of faith. Hebrews 11:1 is an explanation of the practice of faith. What faith does in practice? And when you read Hebrews 11, you're going to read you will read about the actions of those who have faith. Again, the word faith in the Greek, like the word agape, is a mound of action. Faith produces works. Faith produces action. Now thing the believer has to do is to come to an understanding of the tools that God has provided uh, for he or she uh, in the cosmic system. In Ephesians chapter 6, Paul, under the uh, beginning of verse, five, uh, verse 10, Paul talks about both defensive weapons and the offensive weapons, uh, which is the word of God. So, Paul wrote, this is Ephesians uh, 6.10, finally, uh, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. So be strong is in the uh, present imperative for believers and in his mighty power. Be strong in the Lord. The emphasis is always on God's provisions, God's mighty provisions for us as his own. We are his children. He is not going to leave us without And because he is God, without super adequate resources for where we are, he knows where we are. He knows the ruthless nature of the devil. And if you have not accepted the ruthless nature of the devil, you need to do so now. He is highly opportunistic. And he is absolutely, consummately ruthless toward you and I. So, put on is a verb, put on, and it means put on and do not take off. Put on the armor of God. It is never called the believer's armor. It is called the armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. Methodian in the Greek. He uses different methods to attack different believers. My brother faces different attacks from the devil than I do. The schemes of the devil. Notice that you can stand against the schemes of the devil. Verse 12, for our struggle is not against blood and flesh, but against the rulers. Now, in the Greek, Paul writes, for we vibrate not against uh, blood and flesh. For we vibrate not against. He doesn't write, for we wrestle not against. Them. He writes, for we vibrate not against. Them. Blood and flesh. Notice the spiritual emphasis. Notice the emphasis. He does not focus directly on the body. The cosmic system, because it wants you or wants uh, people in general to only focus on the material, on the physiological, does not have insight as to the spiritual nature of what we face. Remember the book of Job. Remember that Job's friends, his friends did not have privy to what was really going on into Job's life. God did not go to them and provide them information about what was going on. So who knew what was going on in Job's life? Well, God and the devil. God and the devil. And so Job's friends tried to surmise through their evidence-based focus on what was going on with Job. God had never spoke to them. And so at the end of this incredible spiritual struggle, God tells Job to pray for his friends because everything they said about what they believed they knew was not accurate. Sometimes and for let me say this, if you are suffering for Christ and you have carnal believers that see your suffering and they want to blame it on something from your past or something you are doing now, listen. They want to choose you out to make you a victim of their sinful vitriol and their lies. Jesus said what in the Sermon on the Mount? Judge not that you be not judged. For the judgment you give out or the judgment you meet is the judgment you will receive. That word means to pass condemnation. We're not to pass condemnation on another believer. You're not privy to all the information of what's going on. You're not privy to what God is absolutely doing in the life of that person to bring that person into conformity to his will. You don't know what God is doing. You don't know. I don't know. I just wanted to add that bit. Now, for our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities against the powers of this dark world, this dark cosmos, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Therefore, put on, again, uh, what Paul said in in, uh, verse 11, uh, we have that verb put on, uh, again, in verse 13, put on the full armor of God, or really it should be armor of God. So that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground and have, and after uh, you have done everything to stand. Listen, you and I have been given, given the tools by God so that we can make our stand in the evil day. We can super overcome our spiritual stressors in Christ. Stand firm then with the belt of truth. That is the belt of truth or reality. This belt holds everything in place, and it was six to eight inches wide. It was the most important piece of equipment because everything else was fastened to the belt. And if it is not in place properly, everything else would not be secure. Buckle, uh, buckle around your waist and with the uh, the breastplate of righteousness in place. And so this is a piece of bronze with tough pieces of hide. And this piece of equipment uh, protects the heart of the soldier. Our hearts are protected from attack by, uh, by the very righteousness of Christ. He is our righteousness. Second, uh, Corinthians, 5. And then uh, Our feet are to be fitted with the uh, Readiness that comes from the gospel of peace And then we're to take uh, the, uh, the shield of faith The shield of faith was two feet wide By four feet long Jesus will protect us from the onslaught Of Satan by faith we will stand in the evil day. And then we have our offensive weapon. Uh, we have, well, we have the helmet of salvation that protects our thought life, and then the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. The word of God uh, le- uh, protects us uh, and, well, protects us from temptation. And prayer, uh, we're to pray in the spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayer. Prayer is another offensive weapon. Now, God willing, on Wednesday, we will continue in the study. It is very important, and I want to go into more detail. Uh, in First John chapter 5, verse 4, happy Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day, and God bless all the wonderful mothers. And so with that, I wish you uh, a wonderful day, and God bless you.